You got to chase And you know it's okay Cause we only read the headlines We only read the headlines And we What's up kids, how are you doing today? First off, I'd like to start off with a thank you to you all. If you're new, thank you for just joining us. If you're not, uh, thank you for coming along for the ride. Thank you for sticking with this as a concept, as an idea. We're going to be entering season 8 next year. I'll have been doing this for 8 seasons. One of them is sure, because the first one I started halfway through the year. But... Overall, we are going into the eighth season of the Yelling at Concrete podcast, and I would like to thank all the guests who have been on as well. It's been a year, is it's, it's how we'll describe it. You know, it, I think that's the way to describe it most times. Is It's been a year. It's actually quite early in the morning right now. It's 7 a.m., so I'm trying not too hard to not wake up my neighbors, but you also may hear a barrage of horns, because that's how I start my day. Like a trumpeter, I start the day with a barrage of horns. Or, um... I was going to make a rude joke there, but I won't. I'm going to resist. It's too early for that kind of thing, and there's children outside. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, I, yeah, I just want to start with that. Otherwise, I've, I've been looking at the year, looking at my life, looking at the months as they go by. Because, you know, I'm prone to do that, as I've mentioned before. I, I recently was looking at the month. I mean, let's face it, guys. You know, I've been having a bad month, haven't I? I've been having a bad month. I've had a month where I've, I've had calamities happen. I've had... Uh, leaks, I've had mice, I've had COVID, I've had all kinds of things go wrong, just in general, and it, it's it's hard not to focus on that, I think, and it reminded me, I got reminded of a phrase, if you can hear it through the mic, I hit a spring, and created a, created a dulcet tone in the background there, um, I was reminded of a phrase, which I don't think I've actually heard in a very long time, which makes me think that there's probably variations of it which go generation to generation as we go through time. Um, But as a kid, right, as a kid, a child, a bambino, a niño, uh, I I was told a lot through the 90s and 2000s, um, there are starving kids in Africa, right? This was a phrase. This was the phrase I was reminded of. And when was this used, Graham? Well, this was used with kids my age and older and younger to essentially get you to finish what was on your plate. Now, there's a lot of psychological issues about getting you to finish what was on your plate, and I'm not going to go into that today. I could go into that at any point in time. But essentially, it was for kids who wouldn't eat what they were told to eat, weren't eating what they were prescribed to eat, you know, vegetables and the like. Instead, they just wanted, I don't know, Nuggets and turkey twizzlers, which are great. They taste great. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you want those things? Um, but that was the phrase, and it was a phrase which my parents used. It's a phrase which I've seen other parents use. It's a phrase which grandparents have used, and it was a huge thing. And it was a thing because generationally, um, Live Aid was a thing in the eighties, and in the eighties, Live Aid was the most, I guess, headlinery. What's the word? Visible attempt at charity, an attempt at getting aid to Africa and getting aid to people in need who needed food. 
and help and support and all these things. Now, of course, we have lots of these things. There are lots of things visible because social media is the platform on which things are on. No one does a concert anymore. Now they just start a petition and away we go. Um, but that was the thing. So that's, it, was, it was at the forefront. It was on every television. It was the, the, the cultural event of a generation, um, entertainment culture-wise as well, not just community and spirit-wise. And obviously there was a Christmas song. It's, and again, this was another reason I was reminded of this. I'm waiting to walk through a store and hear the Bono yell about Christmas. Um, but it was at the forefront, which meant for a lot of parents, it was the biggest example of inequality within the world. Now, I got thinking in terms of what they were told, what my parents were told, was along the lines of there are people dying in wars, right? You know, be grateful for what you have, because there are kids dying in wars out there. There are people dying in wars. And that's because the generation before them had experienced war. They'd experienced, you know, the the World War Two, the Great Wars, as they were. Um, and that was their biggest cultural moment, and they were sharing in that. They So... They were passing that on to their kids. This is the biggest thing. This is, you know, you should be so grateful. You should be so grateful for everything you have. This biggest thing. Now, I mean, we should be grateful. We live, I mean, I live, I don't know where you're listening from. I live in a, a country which is extremely privileged. And there's a lot of problems with it. But comparative to places like, you know, the Sudan, uh, Palestine, these places, these places are, are war-torn. The Gaza Strip is, is war-torn. It's, it's very, you know, on the nose and very, uh, what's the word, current event. This does date the podcast, by the way, in terms of the timeline of humanity. And I think those things are important, but it's also, you know, we get told these things. And you get told this phrase, because as well, it's just a very easy phrase. A very easy phrase rather than sitting down and talking to your kid i think it's used as a blocker it's a blocker for a lot of people and but i think what the reason i was thinking about it i'm going to get back to the point we're going to digress slightly <laughs> it's been what what eight minutes six minutes um back to my point why was i thinking of this phrase i was thinking of this phrase because i was doing this thing in my head right where i've had a bad month and i was looking at the world around me and i was comparing my world to the world at large, right? I've had a bad month. I have. But also, I haven't been in a building which has been under military strikes. I haven't been starving. I've eaten well because I've been able to afford to eat well even whilst I can't use my kitchen, right? I've done well. I've been comfortable. I've been warm. The temperature has been dropping. I've had so many good things going on to me and for me. And yet, I've been feeling the worst I've probably felt in a couple of years because I haven't been sleeping that well and because I've been dealing with the turmoil of something interrupting your life. And I'm not going to say it's the biggest turmoil to interrupt your life. The leak would have been. That could have been a whole whole thing. But the mice, you know... You're learning to live with them, right? You're learning to live with them. But the problem is, is that I, I have these feelings and I have these emotions. And, you know, shocking, I know. Have you met me? I don't do that. Um, and then I leave my house, and literally five minutes later, I will see a man or a woman in a doorway, sleeping on the cold ground, probably not wearing shoes. Right? I can sit in my bed. And think to myself, this is terrible. I'm getting five hours of sleep a night. I'm being woken up by rodents. I'm living in the worst situation 
and then I step outside my door and I see someone in a situation which I can't even comprehend. I can see it, but I can't comprehend having to live like that. And my brain just suddenly clicks and goes, fuck, I'm selfish. Right? Fuck, I'm selfish. I'm the worst human being in the world. How dare I gripe about things? Graham, there are starving kids in Africa. And you're griping about not being able to get some sleep? There are people who don't sleep right now. There are medical practitioners who are patching people up day to day because they're getting blown to pieces and they have no support and they have no help and they have all these things. And I'm sat there whining about my fucking lack of sleep and the fact that little little creatures have come into my home. How dare I? How dare I do that? And your brain fights you. <laughs> I fight me. On a regular basis. It's one of my favorite things to do. It's how I create things. Um, and your brain fights you with that and says, this is the worst. And I think, in a way, I don't really have an answer for it. Because on one side, I'm very aware. And I think this is something which a lot of people should be aware of. You can't compare tragedy. You can't. It's not possible. It's also not a competition. Right? It's not a competition of who had the worst life. It's not a competition of who has the best life. Because life isn't a competition. What the competition of life is, is essentially who survives longest. If, if there is a scale, right? If there is a scale for what humanity should be, it should be who survives longest and who is most honest with themselves. And I think... Those should be the only two goals for humanity. I'm not saying it's the 42 of the world. I'm just saying those are good goals. Survive as long as you can and be as honest with yourself and how you live as you can within life. And you'll have fulfilled the quota for whatever it is being human. I didn't expect to get that deep on the last podcast of the year, but there we are. That's that's the view of it. So on one hand, I'm, I'm kind of sat thinking, okay... You can't compare tragedy. You can't. Because there is no way to handle where you're going to be placed in the world. I couldn't have told anyone prior to being born, because I didn't have vocal cords, of how I would grow up, the world I would be placed, the race I would be, the background I would come from, the opportunities which would come to me along the way, as much as someone who is in a much worse situation cannot control the situation which they're placed, how they will be presented the challenges they will be presented with. So when we meet and I say to somebody, hey, this is what I went through today, and they say, hey, this is what I went through today, the only thing which is really comparable is what's happening within that day. Because everything preceding and, and, and afterwards is essentially out of both of our control. And the same way when I meet someone who's extremely privileged and has come from a very rich background, and they say, oh, well, you should be doing this, that, and the other. I'm like, I'm not... I don't particularly judge them for not understanding. I judge them if they don't understand and are unable to see the point of view when presented with facts and help others along the way to make sure that less people have to struggle in the future. That's when I judge those people, right? You can't compare tragedy, but you can recognize that tragedies happen and progress yourself 
and society to help prevent that in the future. That's essentially how I try to live. Um, but yeah, it's like, so on one side, you can't compare tragedy. So I'm thinking to myself, I shouldn't feel bad for feeling bad. Okay. I shouldn't, I shouldn't sit there and be like, I'm the worst person in the world. I'm a selfish piece of shit. And I, you know, I should really just deal with it and live with it and, you know, put traps down and deal with all that kind of shit because there's the world is dying, right? The world is dying and the scale of humanity collapse is so big and there's so much inequality and all these things. So one side, I'm like that, you know, I shouldn't do that. But on the other hand, I should. (laughs) On the other hand, I should be looking at my life and thinking, okay, I've had a shit month. I've had things go wrong. But let's count the things which I've had go right. And I'm not saying I'm not saying this like a wellness influencer. I'm not saying this like, you know, someone who tells you how to live your life. I'm not saying, oh you need to you need to count your blessings. You need to count your blessings, guys. Did you did you know that if you focus on the positive only and you ignore all the negativity, because it's just not my vibe. Um, you can live a much more fulfilling life. Yes, you can. You can also live a much more ignorant life and closed off life and selfish life by doing that. Yes, I'm throwing shade. I don't go shit. At me. Um, there's a, a great quote as well of those kinds of people who look at tragedy on the other side and they, they, they kind of, they don't want to help. They don't want to help, um, people essentially because they, they don't, they see it as, I mean, that's to, to be again, topical. Suella Braverman, um, Suella Braverman, if you don't know, is a politician in the UK recently got fired. Congratulations, Suella. Um, she said that homelessness is a lifestyle choice. If you'd like to know how ignorant the UK government right now has been and continues to be, uh, she said it's a lifestyle choice. Also, just as a fun fact, she's also the one who is pioneering the idea of deporting criminals to another country. Well, not even criminals, immigrants. Deporting immigrants, I digress. She's deporting immigrants and refugees to another country. I believe it's Somalia or somewhere like that. um, As a solution to the immigration problem. Okay, let's get that. Anyway, um, this is this is her whole idea, and this is this is this is the view of it. And she, but she said it was a lifestyle choice. And there's so many people who think that, right? There's so many people who look at this and go, "It's a lifestyle choice." If they don't want to be in that situation, they can kill themselves. Just pull yourself up by the bootstraps, guys. Grab yourself by the braces. You know, ask your parents for more money and go buy a house. It's <laughs> it's that kind of fight. And there's a great quote which I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna butcher. Um, by I think it's by Greg Giraldo. It's from there's a there's a song called Underwear Goes Inside the Pants, um, by Lazy Boy. Suggest so check it out. I might link it in the comments. I may have even mentioned it on the podcast before. Um, but people love to judge homeless guys, right? This is the quote. Um, like if you give them give them money, they're just going to waste it. They're going to waste the money. And well, what do you want to do, right? They're going to waste it. They're going to go out and buy alcohol and drugs. And it's like, well, yeah. Why would I judge them? That's exactly what I'm going to do. That's what humans want to do. They want to go buy substances. And what do you, what is he going to do? Save the money? Going to, going to wake up, save the money, run to the store, buy a nice throw rug and a CD rack? It's very dated as a quote. But they're homeless. There is a million mountains to climb before they get to a point where they're saving money. For most everyday people, 
there's a hundred miles to climb until they can save money because most people live paycheck to paycheck because that is modern capitalism. But I, I, I digress. Fact is, right? Fact is, we look at our own lives and we look at the things around us and then we're presented with masses of information. And our problems can seem trivial in that moment and then seem huge in the next moment. And we get told phrases like, there's people starving in Africa, you should be grateful for what you have, you should focus on the positive. Because we're told to ignore them or just deal with them because on the scale of everything, everything is so big, right? (laughs) Everything. Like, just sit with that phrase, right? Everything. Compare your life, your teeny tiny little plot of ground, on your little desk, with your little cup of coffee, or your little chair, or train, or whatever, however you choose to listen to the podcast. Compare your life to everything, and then consider it. No. (laughs) Just, no. That's not how anything works, right? Because the scale of everything is is infinite. And you're not. Humans are finite. We have a, a lifespan. We're a finite entity within the world. We're not eternal. Nothing is eternal. Apart from everything. Apart from all things existing at all times forever. That is eternal. But you, as a human being, are not eternal. Take comfort in that. Take comfort that when you compare your life, your struggles, the world to everything, they are not eternal. And that may sound very nihilistic, but it's the fact. It's just the fact. I'm not saying you have to end it. I'm not saying, you know, you have no control, therefore nothing matters. I'm not saying any of that. What I'm saying is that your life is not eternal. On the scale of everything and being everything, you don't have to cope with everything. What you have to cope with right now is whatever's going on in your life, whatever you're focused on. You have a roof. I have a roof over my head, right? I have food in my fridge. But if I ignore that situation, which is happening with the other things, like mice, like a leak, like those things, I could end up in a more infested environment. I could end up with health issues. I could end up with an apartment which burns down because someone chewed through the wiring. I could end up with these things if I just ignore it and if I keep considering and comparing my life and going, oh yeah, but at least I, at least I have somewhere to be. You should always look to improve your situation, right? Not to the detriment of others. That's the key line there. That's the extra thing. Always look to improve your situation, your standing within the world so you can get to a place of consistency and contentment. Not happiness, not glee, just consistency and contentment. A place you feel safe, a place you feel safe and able to go for peace of mind. Improve until you get to that. Take others with you. And then once you have that, enable them to do the same. And that's the crux. That's the crux for the entire year. That's the crux for everything. That's the crux for being human. You can care about the wider world and you can care about the tragedies of the world and still be upset that you're in a bad situation. You're okay to do that. And what I know, 
I get it. I'm just some coming middle-aged white guy on the internet giving you advice on how to live with life and how to cope with yourself mentally. It could be worse, though, is not a moniker for progress or change within the world, and it could be worse is not a way of engaging with the situation. Because if you look at the people who are in real tragedy and you apply that logic, their situation will never improve. Because they'll think it could be worse. It could be better, too. This is the last episode of the year. Thank you for joining me. I'm going to call the sound now. There are some changes coming next year. The amount of episodes you see through the year will be reduced. And that's because it could be better. And I want to improve some things. And I want to, I want to put some more time and more effort into some other things. Thank you for joining me. This is the last episode of the year. I'll see you again in January with the usual intro podcast of the year. Hope you stay safe. Hope you stay well. And I'll talk to you guys later.